What should I do during seasons of unexpected setback? Find out next on 41 Strong. Hey everyone, welcome to 41 Strong Podcast. Chuck Tate here. Great to have you with us today. 41 Strong is a podcast that delivers encouraging that delivers encouraging scriptures and stories to help people hold on and stand strong. Well, more information about 41 Strong and 41 Will Come and the number 41 and all that stuff, you can go to my website, chuckytate.com, chuckytate.com. For more information about this book, 41 Will Come, you can go to 41willcome.com or find it on Amazon. And of course, we have a free seven-day reading plan available on the number one Bible app, version. More than 10,000 people have completed this, the seven-day reading plan, so I encourage you to do the same. All right, well, today is episode 155, and we're going to talk about unexpected setbacks. Every single one of us go through seasons where a storm can blow up out of nowhere and we can find ourselves in an unexpected setback. What we do during that time determines whether or not we'll still be standing when the sun comes back up. Now in our last podcast, episode 154, we tried to lay a foundation of establishing a biblical worldview and removing any type of embedded theology and replacing that with what the Word of God says. So because we have a biblical worldview, we can take refuge in the Word of God. And because Jesus is the living Word, then we can take refuge in Him. So when we take refuge in Christ, that's where we find peace and joy. We find it in His presence. In His presence, there is the fullness of joy. The joy lowers our strength. So if you want to be strong during seasons of an unexpected setback, then we need to worship. That's what ushers in His presence. What was David known for? Worship. Psalms 122, verse 1, David said this. He said, I was overjoyed when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. So let me ask you something today. Do you enjoy going to the house of God? Do you enjoy being in church, yes, as a follower of Jesus, you are the church. And yes, because you're a follower of Jesus, his spirit lives within you. So wherever you go, he is. Wherever you go, church is in session. We also know that we are supposed to gather together with other believers to worship Jesus. We worship him by how we live, but then we should also dedicate a time each week to gather, to sing, to worship, to receive the word. This is why Hebrews says, don't get out of the habit of meeting for worship. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Instead, encourage each other all the more until that day approaches when Jesus returns. So here's the deal. Until Jesus comes back, we need to gather together for worship. We need to worship by how we live, but that is par- part of that is gathering with other believers for a worship service, a worship gathering. David enjoyed going to the house of God. And when he couldn't, the word says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. So we can learn a lot from David. That's why I love the book of Psalms. So we, in fact, we can sum up Psalms. We're in a series going through Psalms. 
um, at, at Rock Church. And one of the things that I've shared is Psalms can be summed up into three sentences. Why all the madness? God is sovereign. Take refuge in him. So I just want to stop here for a moment and say this. Take refuge in him. If you're in a setback, you're in a storm, you're in a season of suffering, if you're discouraged, if you're down, if you feel like quitting, if you feel like throwing in the towel, if you feel like the world is against you, you can't catch a break, you don't know how you can even get up in the morning, how you can take another step, take refuge in the only one who can set you free, the only one who can deliver you, the only one who can sustain you. I mean, somebody is watching or listening right now, and you need that word, take refuge in God. So many times we go to everybody else, and God can use people, and he does use people to help us and to sustain us, which is why we need to be in church, so we can be encouraged from those around us. But ultimately, we take refuge in Jesus. And if God is for us, then no one can be against us. Let me read something. Psalms chapter 2, second part of verse 12, says this, But what joy for all who take refuge in him. I asked at the beginning of this podcast, what do we do during seasons of unexpected setback? And the answer is you take refuge in God. Because Psalms says this, What joy for all who take refuge in him. You need some joy today? You lack joy? You need you need. Some, some peace, some strength, take refuge in him. Another translation says that God blesses and protects everyone who runs to him. So if you have experienced unexpected setback, you can be ticked off at God or you can run to God. When you run to God, you're running to the one who's going to bless you, who's going to protect you, the one who's going to fill you with joy in the midst of your circumstance, the one who's going to give you peace in the middle of the storm. You might not get the result you want in the time frame that you want it in, but you will not go through it alone. He will take you literally through the valley of the shadow of death. So take refuge in him. So notice that Psalms 2 says, what joy for those who take refuge in him. It doesn't say that we run away from him. David didn't run from God. He ran to him. David was on the run from Saul who wanted to kill him. But while he was on the run from Saul, he ran to God. So we can learn something right there, right? We can't control our unexpected setbacks, but we can control who we run to. Who were you running to? That's the first point of our podcast today. You can control who you run to during unexpected setbacks. In fact, you might just worship who you run to. Do you run to a bottle? Right? Do you run to your computer screen? Who do you run to when you're experiencing pain and suffering? Psalms 120 verse 1 says, I took my troubles to the Lord. I want to point out that it doesn't say I took my troubles to Facebook. <laughs> I, I took my troubles to Twitter and I let the world know how I really felt. Blah, right? No. David said, I cried to him and he answered my prayer. I need to hear this again this morning. There's times where I just want to lash out. I want to rant. I want to type something and let it go so I can feel better, but it doesn't help. It actually makes things worse, right? I want to make sure that I take my troubles to God, that I don't take my troubles and vent and, and yell at my wife or yell at my kids. 
right? I need to take my troubles to the Lord because when I cry out to him, he hears me, he listens to me, and he responds to me. In fact, the contemporary English version of Psalms 120 verse 1 says, when I'm in trouble, I pray. When I'm in trouble, I pray. So if you're in trouble today, pray. You're in trouble today, worship. Because worship will get you in his presence. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. That means when you cling to Jesus, you can choose joy in the midst of unexpected setback. I choose joy. Remember when the disciples were in the storm, they're in the boat. Who was in the boat? Jesus was in the boat. They were freaking out. Did they need to freak out? No. Is it natural to freak out? Yes. But did they need to? No. Why? Because Jesus was in the boat with them. And after he got up and he commanded the winds and the waves to stop, and he said, peace be still, he chastised them for their lack of faith. Hearing, faith comes from hearing the word. So as we hear this word, my prayer today is that your faith will expand and you will pray. When you're in trouble, that you will pray and that you will exercise the authority you have as a believer. So David, he didn't say, when I'm in trouble, I rant on Facebook, I scream at my spouse, I get on the floor and lay in the fetal position, I drink away my pain, I party all night, pretend it's just a bad dream, or I blame everybody else. He said, when I'm in trouble, I pray. So point number one in today's episode is you can control who you run to during unexpected setback. Number two is you can control how you respond to unexpected setbacks. You can control who you run to and you can, re- you can control how you respond. I need to ask myself, do I respond the right way when I'm rattled? Do I respond the right way when I'm hurting? Do I respond the right way when I'm freaked out of my mind? Do I respond the right way when I find myself in the middle of a storm and I feel like the boat is sinking? How do I respond? I can control how I respond, and I want to respond like David. I want to take refuge in him. Sure, David, he he vented vertically, but ultimately he took refuge in the Lord. He had some moments, you know, he had some questions, and it's okay to have questions. All right, he had some questions for God, but he didn't question God. He took refuge in God. What's coming out of my mouth, right? What's coming out of your mouth? I heard T.D. Jakes say this. The reason your spirit is down is because your spirit heard what you said. Your spirit eats what you say. And that's a good word right there. I want to make sure. I say, My spirit's listening. The word of God says that the power of death and life is in the tongue. That's what Proverbs tells us. The power of death and life is in the tongue. So am I speaking uplifting words or am I speaking curses? I want to speak the word and I can't speak the word if it's not in me. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So if I'm never in the word and I'm only in Netflix, then when I'm in trouble, Netflix is going to come out, right? But if I'm in the word, the word's going to come out. So your, your, your spirit will agree with what you say. So when you are in your setback and you say stuff like, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I'm at my wit's end. I have nowhere to turn. I have nowhere to run. Everything's falling apart. My world is unraveling. I can't catch a break. You are cursing yourself 
with the words. The more you speak it, the more your spirit is eating because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more I speak negative words, the more I'm going to believe those words. But when I'm speaking the word, I'm going to believe the word. Psalms 121 verse 8 says this, I look to the hills, where will I find my help? It comes from the Lord who created the heavens and the earth. I look up to the mountains, where does my help come from? It comes from God. So if my help comes from God, why do I run to everybody else? Why do I run to everything else? God should not be my last resort. He should be the first one I run to. Because then he'll lead me to other people that are going to help hold my arms up. They're going to speak words of life. And if you don't have anybody like that, you need to get some new friends. Bad company corrupts good character, corrupts good morals. You want to surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you. I mean, not lie to you. You want people to give you the truth, but ultimately you want people to encourage you. All right? Those who are going to help strengthen you. I look to the hills. Notice it, it doesn't say that I get my help from the hills. He says, I look up to the hills. Then he asks the question, where do I get my help? I get it from the Lord. It doesn't say, I get my help from the hills. I get my help from the stars. If they align just right, then I know I'm going to have a good future, right? Or if, um, man, I, I, I get my help from the beauty of, of creation. I get my help from the universe because I shout out and the universe is listening. No, the, the universe is not listening to you. You don't need to align stars to map out your future. The Word of God says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to fill you with hope and future. God has a plan for my life. He has a plan for your life, right? You don't need to read a stupid horoscope, Right? The universe is never going to listen to you, but you can cry out to the one who created the universe and he will sustain you. If you're in an unexpected setback today, take refuge in him. It's not about positive thoughts and vibes, right? I mean, I want people to think positively about me, but if I want my circumstances to change, I want them to pray for me because prayer moves the hand of God and the hand of God moves the world. God responds to our prayer. This is why David said, Take refuge in him. My help doesn't come from an it. My help comes from a who. That should be like a new Christian Dr. Seuss book, right? My help doesn't come from an it. My help, my help comes from a who. If we continue to read here in Psalms chapter 121, verse 3 says, The Lord is your protector, and he won't go to sleep. He won't let you slumber. The protector of Israel doesn't doze or ever get drowsy. I love that God's not going to fall asleep on me. I will fall asleep on him. The disciples fell asleep on Jesus when Jesus was in the garden, sweating drops of blood before he was betrayed and tried and persecuted, right? Before he went to the cross. The most pitiful moment of his life in ministry and the disciples were asleep. All right, I will fall asleep on you. You know, my wife, would, she would fall asleep on you. It's no fun to be talking to somebody and have them fall asleep on you. The good news is David confirms God's never going to sleep on you. You can go to him. When you take refuge in him, you're taking refuge in the one who's going to help you. Verse 5 says, the Lord is your protector. He says it again. He's there at your right side to shade you from the sun, to shade you from the sun. not to throw shade at you, but to shade you from the sun. You won't be harmed by the sun during the day or by the moon at night. The Lord will protect you 
and keep you safe from all dangers. The Lord will protect you now and always wherever you go. When you look at this passage, we find out that God is our helper. He's our keeper. He's our protector. He's our guard. He's our, our watcher. So let's not step outside of his protection. Again, what did David say in Psalms 122? I was overjoyed when they said, let's go to the house of God. I got to get into the God's presence. I'm going to be sheltered by the shepherd. I'm going to worship my way out of the wilderness. I want to do the right thing. I want to respond the right way. I can control who I run to. I can control how I respond. I look at the word and I know God's ready to rescue me. He's ready to forgive me. He's ready to restore me. He's ready to heal me. He's ready to deliver me. He's ready to nurse me back to health. So am I taking refuge in him? If you're not, I want to encourage you today, take refuge in him and let him rescue you, forgive you, restore you, heal you, deliver you, set you free, nurse you back to health. All right, number one, you can control who you run to. Number two, you can control how you respond. And number three, you can control where you go during unexpected setbacks. David, he went to the house of the Lord. I mean, all throughout Psalms, David expresses a profound joy about going to the house of God to worship and to pray in his presence. We can do the same thing. Let me, let me close things out with this scripture. Psalms chapter 92, verse 1. It says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to his name, O Most High. It is good to, to tell of, to testify of your loving kindness in the morning, of how faithful you are at night. With, with harps, with musics of praise, uh, with cymbals, I throw in with electric guitars, right? For, for you have made me glad by what you've done, O Lord. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands. So yeah, we should gather together. We should sing. We should open up our mouth. We should lift our hands. We should clap our hands. We should shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Why? Because it's all in the word. How I was overjoyed when they said, let's go to the house of God. We can't even comprehend how good he is. Ephesians 3.20 says that he is able to do above and beyond what we could ask or think. Who are you running to today? If you're in a season of unexpected circumstance and you don't know what to do, the answer is this. Take refuge in God. Well, my time is up. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of uh, 41 Strong. So if you're holding on, I want to encourage you to keep holding on. If you're trying to stand strong, continue to stand strong because what 41 will come. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Take refuge in the one who's going to sustain you and get to the house of God. Get your faith filled and surround yourself with people who are going to hold up your arms and fight with you. All right, for our producer, Mike Sable, I'm Chuck Tate. We'll see you next week on 41 Strong. PeoriaLife.com.